Peace, love, and life, and peace, love, and light. Welcome, stay, come again. I'm your host, Him Not Them. Got to give and always will a shout out to the ancestors, the elders, listeners, likers, and subscribers. Can't show the hate, no love. As always, drink your water, eat your greens. We are here, we are alive, and we are in full effect. That was the sounds of Manny Wells, Miracle. Definitely a familiar artist for these installments. As of late, I should say. I can't really tell you which one he's on, but with whichever installment I have, he sings the song Magic, right? And this one's called Miracle. I don't know. He be doing uh he be doing his thing with these M songs, and Manny Wells is the artist. Check him out. Greetings and salutations. Hopefully the family is doing well. We're going to hop right into it. We are entering the holiday season. This gives us an opportunity to do, the opportunity to do a lot of things. Excuse me, I'm getting excited. Just thinking about what I want to say, how I want to form it, articulate it, disseminate it, whatever term we choose to use. I want to be clear and vivid as much as possible. With that being said, this time gives us an opportunity to reflect, to celebrate, to cherish, to prepare, right? To give, to receive. There's a cornucopia of emotions that we can experience during the holiday season. So when we think about the reason why we have this time to celebrate, Yes, we can go off the deep end or down the rabbit hole about how these holidays came into existence, these pagan holidays come into existence. But this, at least for the first part of this installment, I want to take time to be in the moment. That was the theme of 23 for me. And what I, after listening to a few installments and seeing what I've been talking about, the now is what's important. The past has already been lived. The future has yet to be determined, but we can determine that future now, right? And in this holiday season, there's people around us that can help us and guide us and nourish us along the way. But we've grown to be so cold hearted for whatever reasons, for numerous of reasons, that we are shielding ourselves from the potentials that can possibly help us <laughs> and not just the potentials that are in the way, right? So for the first part of this installment, since we're entering the holiday season, let's start to prepare ourselves for what we want in the future. In order for us to do that, we have to start, as always, look internally. We have ego. We have pride, right? 
We have people in our ear. We have family in the way. We have friends who are snakes in the grass. But our biggest enemy is the one we create for ourselves. That's usually an unhealthy ego. We're so prideful. We stand. We standing on business. We end up. We thinking we standing on business, but we really standing on our toes. You understand? <laughs> and we fucking shit up. So with the unhealthy ego, we have to figure out what that looks like. We might know what those actions are, but we have to be able to definitive, definitively define what that looks like. Usually, when we have an unhealthy ego, we are substance abusers. I can speak for myself. You know, I had a journey to travel with substances. If you know my story, it is what it is. That's kind of what brought us here all these many years later. But during that time when I was still having small wins and small victories using this unhealthy ego, I didn't see a problem with it. <laughs> so I continued to use those substances. I was using them to cope. I was using them to avoid. I was definitely using them to escape. Mine was more so escape, avoid, then cope. Because I, I was enjoying what I was doing. Because I was feeding my unhealthy ego. You feel what I'm saying? All this for some comfortability that I no longer should have found comfort in. But again, the winds was there. There was no real reason to stop. In the midst of using this unhealthy ego, I was fighting reality. When we have this unhealthy ego, we are fighting reality. What's in front of us is right there. We choosing to look around it. What we asking for is right here, but, but because our ego is so big, we can't see around it. That happens. So when we, are, when we are trying to check this unhealthy ego, we have to start looking at what reality is and calling it what it is and stop making this fictitious belief of whatever it is that we want just so it can fit our unhealthy ego, just so it can stroke our unhealthy ego. Pause. I just felt like it just needed to be a pause there. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But it is what it is. Shout out to Cam and Mace, man. I be watching them niggas a lot, man. They, they're very insightful. I like them in that space. But this, this unhealthy ego that we're talking about usually find comfort in spaces that we should no longer be comfort comfortable in. That's why we are relying on these substances. That's why we are fighting these realities. That's why we're trying to change ourselves to fit a mold that doesn't fit us. That mold, that shoe don't fit no more. But because it's the classics, because it's not going to be released for another 10 years, we're going to try to squeeze ourselves in it. We're going to try to fit just for a little bit longer. Just let me get a little bit more time in the space. And I'm, and I'm going to run it up. You see what I'm saying? I've had that mindset. I remember telling myself that. Just so I can do something that I wasn't supposed to do. So let's just take a moment to pause. When we think about an unhealthy ego... It's real easy for us to be in because we're comfortable there. But at some point, we should try to stop listening to ourselves and start listening to some viable outside sources so we can change that unhealthy ego into a healthy one. Right. So when we have a healthy ego, the first thing is the three R's. It's it's outside of just recognizable when we have an. When I say recognizable, people can recognize a healthy ego because of how we choose to respond and react to situations. But these three R's in particular is shown through actions and words. A person with a healthy ego is reflective, 
responsive and resourceful. People can come to them. People listen to the responses that they have. And not only can a person speak to others, they can also look at themselves and reflect to see what changes need to be made internally so we can have, so we can put our best foot forward externally. You understand? When we have a healthy ego, we are able to tolerate discomfort, right? In the unhealthy ego space, we're, we're using, we're, we're avoiding, we're escaping just to fit into a space that, shouldn't, that we shouldn't find comfort in. That's because we are avoiding. But in a healthy ego space, we can tolerate that feeling. We're not going to rush to use. We, we're not going to rush to avoid, right? We're going to kind of sit in that space for a second and be like, all right, it ain't killing me. I feel I'm sweet now. I'm up. I'm two steps up. Now that I've defeated this discomfort, I can move forward. That builds the ego. That, that feeds into our healthiness. You understand? Our, what they call it, overall wellness. And lastly, well not lastly, of course, we take ownership of ourselves and our actions when we have a healthy ego. But also in this healthy ego space, we maintain a healthy perspective. We don't let the, the lows keep us down. You understand? I'll say that one more time. We don't let the lows keep us down. In a healthy ego space, we always try to keep a, a healthy perspective. We try, we try to, what they say, keep our head above water. It's something that we got to do because the game is designed for us to not so much fail, but to, to find defeat. And a lot of these defeats that we have are winnable situations. And if we change our unhealthy ego to a healthy one, we will have more wins under our belt. And I'm just going to leave that there. Like I said, family, we are entering the holiday season. The first part of this installment was focusing on the reflective. What can we do to make this situation better? Our first break, and we'll continue this conversation. Yes, family, that was Fire Marshal, the wizard, future, Morilla. I remember when that joint came out. If you just listen to that verse right there, you'll hear, you will hear the lingo in 2023. You understand? The subtleties. You People don't like future, but you got to credit him a lot of what's being said, how the trends, he's very trendy. He's been trendy since he started. That's why he's future. I say all that to say is like, you'll be surprised what you hear and what you notice when you slow down or when you remove yourself from something for a while, you'll be able to see it 
for what it is and not for what we wanted it to be. Before we move forward, because I'm excited. Before we move forward, family, I just want to remind us it's okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to smile. It's okay to ask for help. Before we continue our conversation, I just want us to take a moment to relish and relic, you know. I think as we enter the holiday season, I think that the corporation is trying to speed up time. We're getting ready to be in December. I just remember recording the last installment. I was like, damn, time flying when you're having fun. Now this shit getting out of hand. <laughs> it's moving a little too fast. Not saying that I'm not saying that I can't keep up. It's just more of what does this mean? What are we are what are we experiencing? Like I can't really put my finger on it. And that can make me feel uncomfortable. That's why I'm like excited right now because I'm ready to face that challenge, but I don't know how prepared I am. So I had to sit in this moment and think about what that looks like, what that feels like, and try to respond with a healthy ego and not an unhealthy one. Like I said, family, this installment is talking about us entering the holiday season. And these pagan holidays, as we know, don't really mean shit. We are, we already know. (laughs) But at the same time, we can still use this opportunity to do what the holidays are meant to do, you know, are meant to mean. You know, we can do that. We can still take the pagan out and put the real in, I guess is what I'm saying. And in order for us to do that, we have to take a great and mighty walk. (laughs) All puns intended. A Great and Mighty Walk is a documentary produced by Wesley Snipes and narrated by one of our ancestors, Dr. John Henrik Clark. This came out in 1996. When I first started these installments, I was really big on melanated history. Like, that's what mattered most to me. I felt lied to. I felt betrayed. I felt misguided. I felt misled because all this information was available to me. Well, it was available, but it wasn't available to me. And in those moments, I chose to respond with an unhealthy ego because I was replacing my substance abuse with melanated history. But I was using melanated history like my substance abuse. You know, it wasn't it wasn't real healthy. I was using this information to hurt people's feelings instead of lifting them up. So when I sat with this information just a little bit longer, I realized that I was delivering delivering it wrong. And now I had to take a step back. And then when I looked at the information, I realized why I was carrying on in that manner. It's because our history has been removed from not just from us, but from our existence. It's like the father that's never around. <laughs> And I hate that I use that phrase or that like metaphor, but it's the truth. Some of our parents are around, like literally around, but you'll never see them. You never know. And because of that, there's levels of frustration. So when that piece of history is missing, instead of using, I don't know, our irritation and frustration to find it, we use our irritation and frustration to hurt others or to substance abuse. With the great and mighty walk, John Henry Clark takes a trip down memory lane from our existence prior to us being slaves. 
a lot of our frustration as melanated people come from the standpoints, well, our history starts from slavery. And it doesn't, right? Our history surpasses, supersedes, I don't know any other word to use. We was the original people of this planet, a melanated person. Your Adam, your Eve, your Moses, your Jonah, whoever, whoever, whatever, them was brown people, right? But for some reason, we have this fictitious belief that they are Caucasians. John Henry Clark starts our history from when we were great, from when we had shit going on, when we was standing on business the real way, the right way. You understand? And when I go down melanated history, I get so mad and excited at the same time because it's like I want to share the information, but I don't want to come off on my soapbox shit. And then I don't want to sound like I'm all angry and upset, but it's like, damn, we got to get this shit. We got to hear this. So I'm in that conundrum right now. Looking at the notes, history tells people a place where they can go and also places where they can be. The true history, not the white man's history. We have done great things, but we don't know that. Outside of Malcolm and Martin, we got people who was really putting putting in work, putting in pain. Understand? So we we should start to look to look to more people who done great for our people and not just the ones that they put on the pedestal, right? History is supposed to be a strength. We shouldn't be scared of what we discovered. But a lot of times we're scared to do a little bit of diving into history. Because then once we see how great we are or how great we were and still are, it gives us a responsibility that we are not ready for. We shouldn't be scared of our history, but because we are, why are we? Why are we scared to look at our history? What are we scared of? That's like a rhetorical but age-old question because anybody can say why they're scared or why they fear knowing a little bit more than what's being presented. That's because they found comfort in the image that the Caucasian has created for them, respectfully, right? We're either the athlete, the rapper, the blurb, the anime, the homosexual, the hypersexual, the deviant, the thug. We are all these things in the white man's eye. But if we look at history, we hold higher position than those that I just listed. We are much more than what image the Caucasian has created of us. The nigger, I should say, respectfully. We we don't want to take on the responsibility of being more than just a nigger. Look at the music. Look at the, the rappers that they put in front of us. They get more ratcheter and nakeder by the day, you know? And it's like, yeah, we had rappers that was doing the same thing when we was younger, but there was more options available, right? Now you either is ratchet or you just not on or you not popping or there's no other cool shit. And it's like, damn, there's other cool shit than just shaking ass and selling drugs. Because we had it. We had the dancing niggas. We had the artist niggas. We had the singing niggas. We had the alternative niggas, respectfully. But we don't, we don't have none of that. We just got ratchet ass niggas. <laughs> we can't even very, uh, very too far away from that path without being judged. That's because... We're fighting ourselves to fit an image that doesn't fit us. 
excuse my phone. Last quote before we close out. The, colonize, the colonizers removed the commentary of our history. Our ancestors are here to support us and guide us. John Henry Clark is an ancestor. You hear me speak about them at the top of the installments all the time. Shout out to the elders, the elders, and the ancestors, excuse me. We have to. We have to start listening to those voices because they did a lot to survive in a time that was much harder to survive in. You know? And that's just nothing to sneeze at. Our last break. Yes, family, moments, Big Sean, Janae Aiko. I like them together. Obviously, they just had a child, but I'm talking about musically. It shows that they they mesh real well. Before we close out, hopefully this installment wasn't too emotionally driven. I mean, it probably was. Anytime I talk about melanated history, it just, you know, heats up my flame just a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? My coals just get just get a little hotter. And it's because it's it's riveting, you know, it, it makes me it's it makes me proud to be melanated, you know what I'm saying? Especially when the world try to get you to hate yourself. Let's enter the holiday season loving yourself. We talked about the unhealthy ego. We talk about how the organization and the corporation try to keep us down. Now let's enter this last part of the installment, loving ourself and pouring into ourself, entering this holiday season, being being the gift. You know, people ask what they want for this holiday season. Tell them yourself. <laughs> Tell them you that you're preparing yourself to be the gift, to be the present, to be the moment. That's what we should be. We should strive to be the gift. And a great and mighty walk helps me, reminds me, it fuels me. I'll probably watch that jump over this break. <laughs> it's exactly what I'm going to do. Before we close out, I don't want us to get all this information and start running amok. You know, being proud to be melanated, checking our unhealthy ego at the door. Being more responsive than reactive, being resourceful, right? Now we have to put our emotions in check. Ego, emotion, pride, they all travel in the same lane and we can trip, fumble, or fall. And we don't want to do neither. So we try to keep our balance by remaining emotionally sound. There's a term out there that it's new to me, but it's not like it's two new words. It's just how it's phrased is exactly 
what happens a lot of times if we aren't emotionally intelligent. And that's when we are being emotionally hijacked. A lot of people are speaking about emotional intelligence, emotional intelligence, and what that looks like. But I feel like on that same spectrum, emotional hijacking should be highlighted as well. And that's the experience of our emotions elevating to the point where we no longer think rationally, hence hijacking our decision-making process. Anything that's hijacked is lifted, is taken, is used wrong or inappropriately, I should say. And if our emotions are being hijacked, hijacked, ain't no telling what's going to happen. So there's four ways that we can avoid that. I got this information from a book that you can find on the internet. I'll get to that in a second. But the four ways that we can prevent emotional hijacking is by naming that emotion. All right? You're not mad. You're frustrated. You're not upset. You're disappointed. Okay? Those are different emotions. They travel in the same vein, but they're not the same word. They're not, they're not the same word, so they don't carry the same meaning. But we do that because not so much we aren't emotionally intelligent. We're just not aware of the various emotions that we that we carry or possess. So if we are able to name that emotion, we aren't as easily hijacked emotionally. We have to attempt to think laterally. I think I spoke about that in one of these installments as well. Lateral thinking. Like what's in front of us might be there, but there might be other ways to address the issue and or problem. But I feel like when we are emotionally hijacked, we can't think laterally. We're just trying to get through the emotion without any more damage being caused, which can be what they call it, a fight or flight or a fail safe. You know, they don't even care the outcome. Just just get it over with. I feel like we do that when we are emotionally hijacked. And we have to share our mental load. All right. We cannot do this on our own. We have to find trusted and viable people to share this space with, to share these emotions with, to share our experience with. And I'll just leave that there. This information can be found, excuse my wind chimes, it's raining like shit right now. But um, excuse my wind chimes. I'm just all over the place as we close out. <laughs> I guess because I'm emotional right now, family. I'm entering the holiday season trying to be the gift. I'm saying all these, all these things tonight getting ready to implement as soon as this mic turns off, right? Just a little transparency before we close. I don't want us to think that I'm sitting on this pedestal in front of this microphone telling you what to do as if it's easily done. There's, there's lanes that we all have to travel, but if we're moving in the same direction, we can use the same resources. As I cue up this song... We are entering the holiday season. Let's check our unhealthy ego at the door. Definitely check out A Great and Mighty Walk. You can find it on YouTube. And let's stop being so easily emotionally hijacked. I'm your host, Him Not Them. And if you really want to have this conversation with me, you got to talk to me 30. Peace. Real to get close to Looking for someone who don't annoy you when they always stayin'.
like I am.